This is a remote dating podcast where we share outlandish dating stories from people who are locked down in love. In season one, Be My Quarantine, we connect people struggling to find romance in quarantine with people who have been doing long distance and virtual dating since long before lockdown, digital nomads. We can't believe this is already the final episode of season one. So today we're going to be checking in with our past guests to see how their situations have evolved during lockdown. This is episode 10 of Dating Abroad. How do I love thee from afar? I'm Ellie. And I'm Kayla. We're your hosts for Dating Abroad, a podcast about unconventional dating stories. In this episode, we'll be wrapping up the season by sharing what we've learned about love in lockdown and seeing the ways our guests have entangled and disentangled their love lives in the past few weeks. But first, it's time for a video call named Desire. In this segment, we give you a little update on our virtual dating escapades over the past week. I can't believe it's the last video call named Desire. No. <laughs> <laughs> And as has become tradition, I don't really have that many updates. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of them, so it's okay. Okay, awesome. I'll give you my non-existent updates first then. Mm -hmm. So I was basically too busy traveling to Germany this week, where I am now living with Kiwi, who you may remember from the friendship episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kayla was actually meant to set me up on a virtual date as an apology for missing the interview in episode nine but that never happened i did my best but the man i tried to set her up with said no because he gave two excuses the first was that his wi-fi wasn't that good where he was and the second was now that things are opening up he wanted to try hitting on the local women first Mm, fair enough I do actually have a a funny story about going out and about in Germany. Mm -hmm. So so I was all proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I went to this cafe and ordered a latte in -hmm. German. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I thought, I said, Eine Latte Bitter. And then, Mm -hmm. and I went home, told my friend Kiwi that I'd said this and she was like, you didn't. It's like, yeah. Uh, it turns out that la- they don't say latte in Germany. They say latte mm-hmm. because latte means erect penis. <laughs> 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 so that was my first solo expedition out in Germany and mm-hmm. I ordered, ordered an erect penis. penis. Yeah. I mean, like, would it? would you be upset if that's what you had gotten? Well... I kind of wish I'd ordered it from the hot waiter with the man bun. <laughs> I ordered it from the girl. I mean, I couldn't quite tell if he was hot because he was wearing a mask, but I think he was. Maybe you should go back there and do it again on purpose this time and then be like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically that's my update. Mm-hmm. So no updates from Voice Note Man? Well, I kind of feel like that's fading. We were meant to do a video day and then it never happened. And now I'm kind of like, hmm, is there much point in 
exchanging voice notes with someone who's halfway across the world who I'm probably never going to meet. But um, interestingly, as we (laughs) have been joking about his slacklining activities quite a lot, Mm -hmm. I I do have a little contribution from him. Your friend cracked me up because she is the reason I don't generally tell people I slackline because if you don't know what it is, it just sounds strange. And if you do know what it is, it, it does conjure up all of the stereotypes that she said because, and I've experienced it, most rock climbers slackline when they're at the campsite. They always have a local beer and it's very, it's very hippie-ish. Um, and, you know, it's, it's you, you can't slackline unless you have dreads and you smell bad. It's very much that type of community. I, uh, I've never fit in with them much. I like the slack line uh, and do, there's slack liners that are just different. And for me, it's just like balancing yourself on this thin line. It's crazy. It doesn't even seem like it should be possible. So it's just very fun. And I love to listen to music when I do it. And it's just such a good way to just, it's like therapeutically exercising. It's very nice. Well, I'm very glad that I am in the know about the slacklining community and that uh, all my broad generalizations were correct. <laughs> you can add that to your resume. <laughs> I will, I think. Um, so my update. So the man that received the rose, we did go on a second date. Uh, I did Ooh. have to ask for the second date. He did not ask. I he, did you? Yeah. And that was a week ago now and he has not asked me out again. So I just kind of feel the same. Like, I just feel like it's kind of fizzling and that maybe he's going to be getting a rose of friendship. Okay. Um, Because I do really like him as a person. I think he's really nice and really funny and, like, we do get along. But I don't know. Like, even, like, so on the date, he was, like, we went to a different park this time and, like, went for a walk and he was texting, I don't know, maybe half the date or a quarter of a date. He was kind of, like, on his phone. Mm, that is not cool yeah it was not cool and like there were a couple times where he just like he told me he had to send like a specific logistical text so that was totally fine um but then like the other times he was like sorry I just have to respond to something and I was like okay but like it clearly wasn't just one text it was clearly an ongoing conversation or I don't know maybe he was like live tweeting our date who can know (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah just I just felt like I didn't quite have his full attention Mm, yeah. Um, and since I was the one driving anything forwards anyways, if I'm just kind of feeling mad, because I, I feel like the big thing as well was that like I had a nice time and everything, and I really do like him as a person. But at the end of the day, they didn't really have that kind of super excited, gooey feeling. Like, you know, when you go out with someone that you really admire and respect and like, and you get the feeling that they really admire and respect you, and it just like makes you want to be the best version of yourself because you're like shit they're cool and they think I'm cool like I better get it together and actually be cool yeah (laughs) just like go to the library and just like feel that kind of giddy feeling and I just didn't really have that I was just kind of like oh yeah that was nice Mm. yeah that giddy feeling is the best and if if you don't get that it is kind of a red flag especially kind of so early on Yeah. And like, I don't know if it was because I didn't feel like I had his full attention and because he's not been putting in the effort to have more face-to-face time. So I don't know if those things played into it or if it was just our chemistry in general. But I guess the nice thing about like being single in your 30s is that I've dated quite a bit. I've had things go well and I've had things go poorly and I've like seen what kind of connections I think can last. 
And I've just learned to really trust that feeling. It's basically always right. And Mm. I don't really know, like it could, I could reason it away and say, oh, it's coming from all these outside factors. And I feel like as nomads, it's super easy to do that because you're always in a weird situation whenever you start dating someone. Uh, And it's so easy to excuse it away. And I feel like lockdown is the same because we're all in weird situations. So it's really easy to just excuse it away. But in my experiences, the excuses have never been legit. Like it's always just not worked out. Even when yeah. the excuses went away. Agreed. That gut feeling is mm-hmm. usually right, isn't it? It is. For some no matter how much <laughs> you you try to override it. Yeah, it's like right. Like it knows things that you haven't processed yet, but it knows them. So yeah. you can, like, just trust it. And then you don't have to do all that like processing work <laughs> for like the course of months. And, exactly. Yeah. And I, I do think that part of the problem is that he's, we're just in very different phases, I think, and what we're looking for. And he's going through a transition and I think wants to be dating a lot, which I totally get because I've also been in a place where like, I just want to date a lot and don't want a lot of commitment. Mm. Um, so I feel like my options are like, oh, keep trying for another month or two and just like be disappointed and resentful or shift the relationship to a friendship and have a new friend. And yeah, and it, yeah, and then that goes back to what we were talking about last week, doesn't it? About how your time then it just it hasn't been a total waste at all if you get get a really nice friend out of it. Exactly. And I've been thinking a lot about our last episode actually, the intersection of apps and community, and that I mean I'm I'm off all the apps for now and I am loving that and I'm actually super excited for just a c- almost complete break cuz actually I do have a date tomorrow but I will get to that in a moment. I did say I had a lot of updates. Um so yeah, I've been thinking about that intersection and and that if I do choose to go back on the apps, I think I will use either apps like Nomad Soulmate and Fairy Trail where, where they're already filtered for community or if I go back to the other apps like I wouldn't use Tinder, I would use Bumble or Hinge or OkCupid, something that has really strong filtration systems so that you can kind of find those people that are already community-like. And actually on the apps, like back in November and then this guy here, obviously, um, I've matched with a couple writers, which has been really nice because that's a community that I'm always working on growing and it's it's been really lovely to just have people to like talk with about writing and exchange writing and give each other feedback and so that's been a real win actually and something that I have gotten of the apps from these two different guys who just for various reasons have become more friends than romantic interests but yeah I guess it has not been a complete waste of time (laughs) (laughs) so tell us about the other date that you've got then yeah so the date is actually someone from Nomad Soulmates and we had been chatting back in November and December when we were both meant to be in Southeast Asia in the spring and so we had kind of said okay like let's add each other on Facebook or whatever and like in the spring and March we'll get in touch and see where we both are and then it turned out obviously that coronavirus happened so I just kind of forgot about it and then I saw recently I saw a post from him uh in Toronto and I was like oh he's here (laughs) I I had totally forgot that he was Canadian so I sent him a message and we chatted for a few days and realized we're both here uh, and then he suggested we go on a hiking date. I suggested this week, 
and the time. So yeah, we're going to go on a hiking date in an area that I'm really excited to go to. Actually, it looks like a very lovely park. And that is going to be tomorrow. Oh, exciting. Yeah. I would say that you guys will hear about it next week, but I guess you'll have to sign up to our Patreon to hear about it. Yeah, or wait till season two, I guess. <laughs> yes. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be quite nice. Again, like I feel like those community matches are the best ones because even if it doesn't work, I mean, maybe he's just going to be a complete asshole, but if it doesn't work out romantically, there's a good chance that now I would have like a nomad friend who's based in Toronto, which would be pretty cool to have. That would be awesome. Yeah, I have to admit, I've had a little look on Nomad Soulmates over this past week as well, because I was reminded of it when we spoke to Aline. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nothing major has happened, but I do have one match. So who knows? Mm. I may have an update too. <laughs> Anything could happen or like start flirting with your barista. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely happening. Like you like you said when we were talking before the podcast, um, language exchange. Yeah, that's my suggestion to Ellie was to perhaps ask him if he wanted to do a language exchange and have a, a conversation partner. I clearly need it. <laughs> to learn the difference between latte and latte. Is that yeah. the pronunciation? <laughs> yeah. Tell him you need exactly that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I know he speaks English because he had to direct me to the ATM. (laughs) But maybe he wants a bit more help. (laughs) All right. Well, without further ado, it's time for our main discussion, Gone with the Wi-Fi. Ellie, why don't you start by sharing some of your favorite moments from season one, the highlights. Oh, how do I pick? It's all been so good. Mm -hmm. But um, I did love the friendship episode. And I have to admit, I'm still gloating slightly about winning the quiz at the end. I'm so (laughs) mad about that. (laughs) No, I just thought, I thought the the message that came out of that one was, was really nice that even if you don't have a romantic partner, you can still have so many awesome relationships in your life. And And if you do, it's so important that that's not the only relationship you have. Yeah, I've loved that takeaway as well, that it's, you can't put everything into one person that no matter if you have a romantic relationship or not, you need to have a a wide support network of people who you love and love you that you can share different parts of your life with. Yeah, and shout out to the Nomad community. Over these last few years, being a nomad, I mean, that has just been such an amazing part of it, hasn't it? All the people that you meet through the through the various nomad communities. It really has. And when I first became a nomad, I never did those things. Like, I mean, at the beginning, I didn't know other people were doing this and that there were communities for it. <laughs> um, and then a couple years in, I just kind of thought they were all bromads. So I, I stayed away from a lot of nomad hotspots. And then yeah. just the last couple of years, I started really exploring different places and different nomad communities. And yeah, it's been so amazing. Yeah, it's- agreed. Definitely. It's been the last couple of years for me as well. And I was really thinking about that today and how my early nomad experiences back in like 2012 and 13 were just so different to this last couple of years. Yeah, me too. It's almost like 
in the first few years, I was going on all these amazing adventures and it was awesome. But finding this community, I think, has really made Nomad Life feel sustainable and yeah. feel, um, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for, feel robust. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not something that you might just do for a year or two. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you? What was, what was one of your favorite episodes? Mm. I mean, I also loved the friendship episode just because I often feel that my friends are the love of my life, the love, the loves of my life. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I loved that episode. I loved uh, the episode where we had Kit on from Seven and Seven, and mm. her pro tip about just the importance of good headphones. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I actually did get a pair of nicer I had always used earbud headphones and they're always I always find them really uncomfortable and I did get a pair of over-ear headphones to make this podcast and it's actually just improved my life like just being able to wear them when running is so much more comfortable they're not always falling out Mm. and once I am able to go back to cafes and co-working spaces uh, even though I'm not living with anybody right now I think it's just such a great tip from Kip so simple but so good yeah totally and respect to her she's been traveling with her partner for more than 10 years and they're still together that is such a testament to a great relationship (laughs) it really is and on the flip side of that of not great so relationships I'm glad that our exes came on (laughs) I know I loved that episode too and it was so much less painful than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a lot of them just like criticizing us and making fun of us but they were so nice and they really liked the podcast. Yeah they were so sweet. I mean Mm -hmm. I do have one slight um, comment to make about one of Casper's assertions. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Not to sound bitter or anything. Mm -hmm. I just, I thought this was actually brought up to me by a friend of mine who listened to the podcast and thought it was funny how he was talking about how important it was to be open and communicate and how he's now in a mature relationship. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what? So he wasn't with you? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, yeah, I don't want to take too much credit, but you know, I taught him that. right it's so annoying when your extras are like oh I'm so like advanced and mature now and you're like yeah but not when we dated and I called you out on all your shit and now you're like acting like you went on this journey of self-discovery but like I told you what to do yeah that. <laughs> um another highlight for me was episode four uh just Lauren and Michael were so sweet and then I loved Angie's part about how she only wanted to welcome a person into her life if it was just going to be balls to the walls. Amazing. And I I feel like that was possibly my biggest takeaway from the whole season. Same. And it's like such a good test, like especially in the situation where I'm in now, because it's so hard for men just to pass the bar of like just being a nice person Mm -hmm. (laughs) who's not like annoying. So it's, you know, in a situation now where I'm like, oh, I like this person. I want to be their friend. Questioning myself, like, why don't I want to to do more than that? And making all these excuses and then just having Angie's point about that to come back to, to be like, no, I'm actually only looking for something that is spectacular. Yeah. I did actually write down those quotes 
after the episode <laughs> so I can remember them. <laughs> so we do have a few updates from some of our guests so do we want to maybe go through each episode and talk about some of our takeouts and and highlights and then not takeouts takeaways and and <laughs> highlights and then hear from uh, from our guests let's do it so we're gonna start with episode two when we met zara so she moved in with her partner way before she'd planned to thanks to lockdown and then if you remember had to get to grips with updates on his bowel activities they were living with his well they were living with her dad it was all super intense and they got some advice from Courtney and Candice who are two wives who have been nomad wives who have been living in a camper van together for many years and know a thing or two about love in close quarters but actually even they have learned something during lockdown Hey everyone, thanks again for having us on the podcast. It was so fun. And yeah, quarantine has been really good for us. So here's a little update of what we've been doing. Um, yeah, like Courtney said, it's been good. I mean, it definitely has its ups and downs. Um, but we've been utilizing the time in a way that has allowed us to be pretty productive. So that's great. Um, I did a ton of deep cleaning, things that I don't usually get done um, and feels so, so good. Uh, Built a picnic table and we are getting ready to build a deck and a gazebo next to the van on the property that we're uh, parked on. So we're really excited. The our outdoor space is looking so amazing. And uh, Court and I actually um, started a 100-day beach body uh, challenge called Morning Meltdown 100. And we're already on day 32, feeling so strong. Yeah, and motivated to keep going. <laughs> so strong and a little fatigued. <laughs> a little fatigue is right. <laughs> it's been amazing. It hurts so good. <laughs> the back end of business, we've been preparing a joint coaching program that we're launching in a few weeks um, called Metamorphosis. So we're really excited mm. for that coming up that will combine all of our gifts and talents together to help guide people through incredible transformation in their businesses and lives. And... Mm. As far as our relationship lessons, what we've learned in quarantine, um, a lot of them are the same as what we talked about on the podcast. But I think the biggest one is the reminder that even when you're around each other 24-7, and especially for us doing lots of business projects and home projects and everything together and collaboratively, that it's still really important to carve out pockets of time for intentional connection, mm. um, you know, and not just assuming because you're around each other all the time, you're connected, like really having... Yeah. That time of like focused connection, whether that's for fun, whether that's, you know, sensual, yeah. like we love I really I've been really enjoying like physical touch. Yes. Like, you know, taking a moment, not just a kiss here, a hug there, but like really taking a moment to like eye gaze and like hold each other and like breathe together. Some kind of t- like tantric practices, but like yeah. it allows us to just like get really present. Yeah. And ground so. into the moment. So that that's always really nice. And then of course like 
time that we can go and do some activities together. It's fun, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. that as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been really great, and that's what we plan to bring forward, especially as life gets busier, both with our projects and businesses, but also as the world starts to open up eventually, that we want to keep that practice of intentional connection. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, (laughs) thanks again for having us on. And we hope you are all doing well. Mm, Sending you so much love. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was so nice to get that little update from them. I just, I can't believe how in sync they are with each other and how they managed to make make it work spending so much time in, in close quarters in a van. Yeah, definitely something to aspire to. Mm-hmm. So in episode three, we talked to our two single female guests, Jess and Maria, and we talked a lot about how important it is to have community and to find those intersections, similar as we did in the last episode when we talked to Fairy Trail and Nomad Soulmates about finding your community when you want to find your person. And also just about how taking a break from dating can be really nice and give you more time to read books and watch movies and listen to music and and work on various creative projects. So we have a little update from Maria. Hi, this is Maria. Last time we spoke, I was in a lockdown in Buenos Aires and uh, now I'm back in Russia in my hometown. And uh, I've been here for almost a month and it has been quite weird because I spent two weeks in a quarantine facility uh, in Moscow and that was a horrendous experience. I do not wish it upon anyone. Um, So now I'm back in my hometown in the south of Russia and uh, to be honest, dating is the last thing on my mind. I've downloaded Tinder once just to see how it's like here and it's quite depressing. Um, I think my main lesson for the lockdown in terms of dating was that it should come naturally. Uh, I don't, I I mean, uh, not meeting random strangers off the apps unless I'm feeling quite adventurous in a new country. Uh, So yeah, and I think now I'm just going to focus on doing things I like, like writing, doing a podcast, creating a community, uh, going to different events. And uh, like if I meet someone this way, great. If not, I just don't want to waste my time on endless swiping. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, that really ties in with what we've said a lot throughout this season, that there is much more to life than swiping and that there are many other ways to meet people other than through the dating apps. So I think that Mm -hmm. is a super good reminder from her on that. Mm -hmm. So episode four, which we mentioned earlier as one of our favourites, was Lauren and Michael, who were socially distantly dating um so they're still in the same situation and they're still going strong um i just i loved this episode so much i thought they were so sweet and i loved that they wanted to come on the podcast so that they'd have a record of the early days of their relationship 
Mm-hmm. Um, also that they really put the effort in. It would have been so easy for that relationship to have fizzled out, but they worked at it and they communicated and they sort of had the relationship conversation sooner than they might have otherwise. And that really worked out for them. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Lauren and Michael here. Hey, congrats on coming to the end of your podcast. So how socially distant dating has been going? It's been going pretty well. We've been keeping it as similar. We pretty much haven't changed the way we've been doing things, have we really? No, we've been meeting like once or twice a week on the weekend and on the weekday if we can. And sometimes we tie it in with the deliveries I do for my business, like we mentioned before. And when we have tied it in with those days, I do mention to my mum that I'm going to be meeting Michael afterwards and she seemed okay with it. She's gone along with that. So at least it's been a little bit more chilled. Yeah. On some occasions, though, when we have just met and there's no kind of other reasons for me to go out, um, I do just continue saying that I'm going to go for a long walk because I go for them anyway. Um but I am thinking about asking about her opinion about me going to his house once the lockdown lifts, but not haven't done so yet just because we are still kind of under similar rules as before. So have we been able to spend more quality time together now lockdown has eased slightly? See, it hasn't really eased that much in the UK, has it? So we haven't, like I said, it's been the same as before. We haven't managed to change way we're doing things because we're still you know in that period where everyone's being safe you know there will be more news in the next couple of weeks so hopefully by the by that time you know it will be a little bit easier for us to meet up we might have more places to go yeah I'm looking forward to that and in terms of what we're planning for the next few months we're hoping to do a short trip somewhere in the UK so we're thinking about Cornwall um once lockdown has lifted which is super exciting because we haven't been on a short trip together before yeah because i had to buy the car to get in and out of london during all of this you know at least the benefit afterwards would be we can take a little take a little road trip and go and stay somewhere yeah it'll be really nice and yeah we want to meet a bit more um but how often will depend on kind of how the lockdown lifting goes and what sentiment is around it um, I know my mum is still a bit nervous about a second wave of coronavirus like hitting like it has done in some other countries so I'm not sure how keen she's going to be for me to be like going out a lot and seeing friends and seeing Michael a lot but I'm gonna see how it goes so fingers crossed but yeah I'm really happy that we've been able to keep meeting up and stay close throughout this it definitely could have could have like fizzled and kind of died down a bit or we might not have been sure like how we felt about things but I think it's made us stronger yeah I definitely feel like we've both made the effort to to keep it alive and and to grow what we have between us so I'm really happy about that and yeah just looking forward to lockdown being over and us being able to to grow more and not keeping things a secret yeah (laughs) I'm really looking forward to that but yeah thanks so much for having us on the podcast earlier it was so much fun speaking to you guys
Oh, as sweet as ever. What a like lovely foundation to start a relationship in this place, even with all the insaneness in the world around us. (laughs) So we ended up dividing this episode into two because we could not stop talking to either of our guests. They had so many wise and sweet things to say. So in the second half, we spoke with Angie, who we mentioned earlier, and she dropped so many wisdom bombs. And she not only gave Lauren and Michael great advice, but also us single ladies about, as we said earlier, just finding someone spectacular. So we have a little update from where she's at right now, locking down with her partner, Paul. Hey, everybody. This is Angie Cole, and this is my dating abroad update. So uh, Paul and I are still in Edinburgh, where we've been since March, which is the longest I've been in one place in maybe several years. I don't know. I'd have to really go do the math. Anyway, um, life is good. We have just gotten better and better. I think if anything, this time together has reinforced what a good team we are and how much we just really enjoy each other. Um, Part of me is actually pretty anxious about leaving our little bubble and our little nest, but um, we are headed out in the next couple of weeks. We just have two weeks left here and uh, we kind of know the first next step, but not anything after that, because travel is still really messy and uncertain. Um, What have we learned? I think we've both learned that we do need alone time, even though we love each other so much and we enjoy each other so much. And I think a lot of folks have this idea, and I certainly did, that needing alone time meant that you needed like i need space right and i need space in the past has meant you're getting on my nerves or i need a break from you but what this has really shown me is that those are just two separate things spending time with someone who i really love and really enjoy is also just different from being alone and they're both really important and i really need both of them so in lockdown uh we've had to get somewhat creative with doing that and I noticed we well we noticed a couple of months in that we weren't really asking for that or creating that so that's definitely something we've learned as we've gone along and we've just kind of created a natural routine around that Um, I really love and need my sleep and so he tends to get up earlier and have kind of his own quiet morning and I stay in bed and sleep and then lounge and have a little bit of quiet time to myself in bed in the morning before I get up and go join him. Um, So that's one thing we've learned. Any lessons we want to take forward? I have experimented with having a routine and that's something that I've almost had an allergic reaction to in the past. I really resisted having a routine and schedule. And so I want to take that forward that there's something about that that's really calming for me and because he is a Virgo and really loves routine. I think it's been a place where we've been able to understand each other more and um, kind of appreciate both the flowiness that 
um, I bring to our mix and the more of the structure that he brings. So that's been a cool lesson that we want to take as we move back into whatever's next and what are our plans for the next few months. So we actually just know that we're leaving here on the 10th. We've rented a car. We're going to be driving to his um, mom's house in the northern part of England and spend a week or so there. And then we really just don't know. Um, the, the EU is making decisions about who can come and go. The US is really screwing things up right now. So having a US passport is not the greatest thing. Um, so I'm not really sure. And while that feels a little bit scary, what we keep coming back to and reminding each other of is that we are such a good team and we're so good at figuring things out together. So whatever comes next, it's gonna be great because it's gonna be us and we're gonna figure it out. And we, um, you know, one of the things that makes us such a good fit for one another is that we're both pretty good at being resourceful and resilient in the moment and figuring it out as it comes. He's an actor. So he's had to, you know, kind of play off what people give him uh, for the last 15 years. And I'm a coach. And so I'm also really good at being with what comes up. So those, um, those tendencies are really, really helpful right now. As always, Andrew was super wise. I'm just so happy that she's our friend. <laughs> <laughs> Never, never leave us <laughs> which actually leads us on to what the next episode was mm. the friendship episode we talked a bit about that earlier and how how we both loved that episode and how it's so important to find your people and not just wait for air quotes the one or put all your hopes on a romantic partnership yeah and I love how Lucy talked about in that episode how when she was younger, she really was waiting for the one, whether it was the one best friend and the one romantic partner. Um, actually, funny little story about, <laughs> about that. So as we mentioned on the podcast, Lucy and I wrote each other vows and got married. And then she's obviously married to her husband. And a couple of years ago when Brexit was happening and when I was living in Spain and my visa was running out, a friend and I who had an Irish passport were talking about getting married just so that like a, a green card a sham wedding but also a love of a friendship wedding and so I was telling Lucy about this and she was like what no you already have a woman wife like you only get one of each gender <laughs> 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 just like it was so funny like in that the one mentality even though like she's realized that no that's you need a group of people she was like no but this just should still only be like one in each category like one friend and one romantic that's I love one. that yeah that's absolutely yeah. and we actually spoke to her again a couple of weeks ago because she was one of our patrons who came on our first soiree mm -hmm. which was kind of like the friendship episode yeah we had some wine and some games some questions some fun dating stories that we shared yeah, it was actually quite nice to have other people sharing dating stories apart from us for once. I know, finally getting other people to embarrass themselves. 
Yeah. So we are really looking forward to our next soiree, which is going to be at the end of July. So if you want to get in on that, you can still become our patron at patreon.com forward slash dating abroad. Yeah. And because we are going on a little hiatus now that the season is over, um, all of our our dating updates, all of our video call name desire updates are going to be just through our Patreon. Our Patreon. Uh, so if you are wondering about the future of voice note man and overtexter and my new nomad love interest, um, <laughs> you can get all those updates if you join us. And it is July now. And just a reminder that all of the proceeds for the summer are going to be going to bail funds. So if you join now, you will still be able to have your first couple months contribution be going to that, which we are uh, happy to support yes very happy to support that and we've been putting up lots of content about our nomadic lives which aren't really so nomadic anymore but we've been harking back to our nomadic days yeah. and putting some extra behind the scenes dating content on there as well yeah there was a video of me uh, getting ready for a date and predicting how each date would go. And I would say that uh, I was somewhat accurate. So there's some pretty good content. In our it was pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So moving on through the season, the, the next episode was the sex episode. Oh, this was a bit of an awkward one for us. We didn't quite know how to strike the balance between <laughs> keeping it juicy but not revealing too many details about our own sex lives. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully it was okay. And having Natalia on, who was so open about her sex life, was absolutely amazing. And we definitely both learned a lot from that. Uh, particularly how a podcast can be good for communicating your sexual needs. So we have a little update from her, both about her nomadic life and how her sexy times have been going. Mm -hmm. Hello, hello, Natalia here. So a little um, catch up from me, a little check-in. We are still in Spain. Lockdown has pretty much eased off here. Things are getting back to normal. People are going on the beaches. Not quite as bad as the UK, but um, a little bit more normality is is coming forwards and, and coming in. And uh, And we are actually going to be moving. So we are moving right now into a, another apartment for a little while before we come back to the UK um, where we're going to be staying for a few months before we decide what else to do with our lives and maybe just kind of hide away in the countryside a little bit whilst the world is still going crazy and see what happens. Um, what else has been going on? So a little update on our sexy times, <laughs> on the frisky, sexy minx. She has calmed down a little bit <laughs> in comparison to what I was like prior to um, all of the normality coming back in. And I do think that part of that is because I've been working more, because we've been able to kind of go out more, but also just to, just generally a little bit of life stresses in terms of moving and planning and all that kind of jazz. Um, definitely still 
you know, still fine, still better, still able to want to be naughty and and have sex, (laughs) Uh, which is definitely more than I used to. Um, But yeah, not not quite as intense, I would say. Um, It's it's quite interesting though, having had this this whole experience over the last few months, because now we're sort of looking ahead in a slightly different way. Sort of, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a mixture of our age. You know what where we're at right now. Um, partly, you know, our relationship is maybe going to the next level. But um, for sure, there's elements of okay. Well, maybe we need to think about you know where do we want to be. Maybe there's somewhere we want to be a little bit more long term. Uh, now we have a dog and a cat that we didn't have, you know, six months ago. So it's just taking a few more things into consideration now and just seeing, seeing where that leads us. So yeah, exciting times ahead. Hopefully we won't have to go into any other strict lockdowns back in the UK. We may still have to quarantine. So that will feel a little bit like going backwards. You never know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the sexy times will rise up again. Um, but yeah, otherwise, that's pretty much all from me for now. I hope you're all well and sending you lots of love. Oh, I love that. I love how great she is and about communicating her needs. And I like how as a couple, even though it was hard for them at first, they've really found their groove in that department of communication especially around sex Mm. that's pretty great so then we next had our exes on and we figured that that was enough interaction with them we didn't need an extra update (laughs) about their new girlfriends so, I mean, I I did actually text Casper, but he didn't reply. Okay, I, d- I didn't text Andrew. I just sent him uh, the episode when it was published. He never responded. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, I guess the update on the exes is silence, which seems fitting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's probably the last communication we'll ever have with them now. Yeah, <laughs> it was worth it though. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> So Ellie, tell me, what lessons have you learned about dating during lockdown and from doing this podcast? Well, I was thinking about this, and do you know what I realised? What? We never used our catchphrases from episode one. Oh, yeah. We put all of that time into thinking of all (laughs) these, like, cool things that we should say in episode one, and then Mm. literally never used them. (laughs) Do catchphrases not work as, like, a thing? Apparently not. I mean, maybe we could try it again in season two. <laughs> yeah, it could it could come up at any time. Like, you don't know me. I could say it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty preposterous that we never used them. <laughs> I, think, um, I think they might make a comeback in season two. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, speaking of catchphrases, one of the things that I think I've learned from lockdown and from doing this podcast is is definitely about standards so it was funny when I when I said what my catchphrase was in episode one and my friend listened to it and she was like oh my god I can't believe your catchphrase wasn't standards because (laughs) 
at the beginning of the year, we'd both been in Bali and we'd had loads of conversations about how standards was going to be our word of the year. And we weren't going to, you know, settle for anything less than, as Andrew would say, spectacular. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't just about dating, right? It was also about... Yeah, it was, yeah, it was about work and you know friendship and just everything about life but also it's particularly applicable to dating Mm -hmm. um and I was actually (laughs) I remember I was having this conversation with her in the same cafe that that Latin American guy snogged me at Mm -hmm. 10am (laughs) so maybe I should maybe I should remember that cafe for the standards conversation Mm -hmm. anyway um I just think that doing the podcast has really cemented that lesson about standards and how how I just I don't want to give up my time and effort and energy to someone that that doesn't meet those just I mean first of all basic standards but also someone that I don't have a spectacular connection with and I don't know thinking about that in the run-up to this episode, I really realised that I've done that too much over the past few years. You know how you do, you settle for something that doesn't really meet your standards because you want a relationship. And mm-hmm. I think lockdown and this podcast has really cemented the lesson that no, that is not happening anymore. Yeah. I agree um, with that. And I've, I know I've definitely found that as well and I think I I realized in lockdown how much I just really love being alone Mm. Um, and I mean I always knew that I liked being alone but I think because as a nomad life can be solitary and because I know how important having community and having friendships and and those in-person connections are important to just your overall health Mm. I've made a lot of effort in the past few years as we as I said earlier to seek out community seek out places where I'm going to be living with other people and and able to create those friendships and trying to put myself out there a bit with dating and I just realized that as much as those things are all important I really love being alone and Mm. I'm not kind of on the same lines like I'm not looking for someone to just fill the role of boyfriend because I feel like a boyfriend um I'm looking for someone who can bring something really special into my life and and in that is included a romantic and emotional and physical intimacy and that's Mm. all really important and lovely but yeah as you said I don't want to just give that time and and energy and effort to someone who's yeah not bringing something spectacular because there are so many other things that I could be putting that time and effort and energy into exactly and yeah kind of in the same vein I feel like a better use of your time is to sort of build this amazing life for yourself and and just live it and and a that's amazing and you're living an amazing life but b when you're doing the things that you love like that's when you're more likely to meet your person and i liked kayla what you said in the last episode when we were talking about the dating apps and we were talking mm-hmm. about how on fairy trail you match on a destination and mm-hmm. you said like going to a place you love like that's where you'll meet your person because like they'll probably be there too mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I think so as well and I think lockdown has also just really cemented that like because we're all we can't go anywhere and when you have to go out it is 
it is a risk. And so it's, mm. it's a, the standards conversation of who, who are you willing to risk, put like mm. your health and risk board to, to see someone, even if you are being safe. Um, but also thinking of the future and people are asking me like, Oh, where are you going next? What are you doing? And it's like, now that I've been stuck here, it's made me appreciate nomadic life more. Mm. And yeah, I think those two things kind of tie, tie in together of being able to live live the life you want and you will draw in people, whether those are friendships or romantic relationships, you will draw in people that want the same things rather than trying to like wrangle somebody into your, <laughs> into your world or into your values. Yeah, exactly. I really love that. Um, I, I don't know. I also feel like there's been some sort of practical lessons from from lockdown and things that might be interesting for dating in the future. Like, I like the idea of having the video call screening process mm-hmm. and it ties back to the standards thing. It's a good way to screen people who don't even meet the standards of wanting to go on a first date with them. Yeah. And what you mentioned, the risk thing, the fact that there's maybe an extra level of risk involved in dating sort of really makes you think about whether it's worth your time. Exactly. And yeah, I feel like normally when I'm dating, I'll kind of, I mean, I might not do what you did and go on four dates in 24 hours. (laughs) But if I get into it, you know, like I'm happy to like basically say yes to anyone for a first date and see how it goes. And yeah, that's just gone now. Like I, yeah, I want to even if we don't talk on the phone first, like at least have some conversation and know that there is some, like whether it's a nomadic connection or writer connection, like something more than just, oh yeah, we'll grab a drink and we'll see. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I will not be doing a four day in 24 hour situation. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> Even though I did meet Jonathan, who's sound, by the way, when he did his audio clip, on the last episode put our podcasting pillow thoughts to shame it's true his sound was so good (laughs) (laughs) all right tell us give me ellie one word that you're going to take forward now towards season two or towards the next the next six months of dating like i guess dating till the end of the year what's one word can i say standards again no you need (laughs) (laughs) jesus get a get a fucking thesaurus or something (laughs) oh god okay put me on the spot there one (laughs) word that i'm gonna take forward yeah um i mean the other one that springs to mind is also just we've said it so many times this episode (laughs) spectacular yeah but i mean it is a good one and do you know okay can i can i tell you a story instead of give you a word okay sure which sort of illustrates my point. Mm-hmm. So when I was in Australia at the end of last year, I was staying mm-hmm. with a friend and he has, uh, him and his wife have a daughter who's like two or three and she's so sweet. And the way that they sort of loved her and looked after her and I thought, if she was to grow up and go on a date or, you know, have an experience with a guy who didn't treat her as she deserved, they would just be like so angry about that. And I thought like, 
I don't want to go on dates with anyone who wouldn't sort of meet the criteria that he has for his daughter. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I feel like that's like a good... I read somewhere once a little while ago that was like a good test and they were like, if you're dating someone and you feel on on the fence, would you recommend this person for your friend to date? Mm. Yeah. Um, And see, I feel like kind of the same thing. I like that. How about you? I feel like you've probably thought of a word because you asked me that question. I just thought of the question randomly, but I did think about it while you were thinking about it. So I'm a little bit more prepared, except mine was like basically the same and that my word was going to be balls to the walls. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the same page. We're on the same page. And I, I like that it's like positive rather than negative. Like it's like, it's not that like we're not looking for shitty guys. It's that we're looking for good positive things to continue building our really cool uh empire building lives (laughs) yeah you put that so eloquently thank you (laughs) (laughs) i guess that is the perfect moment for us to do our scarlet text the last one of this season Okay, so I'm actually quite excited about this one. I have been wanting to recommend this book for the entire season because it's so good. (laughs) But I don't know, it never seemed quite right for an episode for the themes that we were covering. But it's totally right for this one. Mm -hmm. So I actually also wanted to say that, so last week Kayla recommended Cat Person and and I read it, I hadn't read it before and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was so spot on about what it's like as a woman when, you know, you have a disappointing date and you sort of end up sleeping with him anyway <laughs> just because it's easier and almost every sentence you read in that short story you're like, yes this has happened to me yes this is what dating is like you just it just resonates Mm -hmm. so much so my recommendation is resonated sort of in the same way with me it's called pretending um it's a it's a novel Mm -hmm. so it's about a, a 33 year old woman living in london who who's been dating for years and she always struggles to get past date number five. (laughs) She's often described by guys as too much. Um, And I feel like the book is just such a realistic depiction of what it's like to date in your thirties. So she makes up this character, Gretel, who she sees as the girl that every guy wants to date. And she pretends to be her as an experiment. So she describes her as a regular everyday manic pixie dream girl next door with no problems. So um, so I do have an excerpt, which Mm -hmm. I think um, is, it really sort of shows what the book's about. So Mm -hmm. it, it goes, don't do this, don't do that. Don't be too much. Don't be too little. Don't scare him off. Don't make him feel like you don't care. Don't be too slutty. Don't be too prudish. Don't be too insecure. Don't be too self-contained. Don't be too fat. Don't be too thin. Don't be you. Never be you. You don't want to die alone, so don't be fucking you. 
and it's just it's brilliant it just yeah. you you just identify with it so much um it, I mean it it's also kind of dark mm. it covers rape and sexual violence and abuse in like a really raw way um which I think are things that more people need to be talking about um which is kind of a dark note to end the podcast on, but it is so worth a read. Like you, you will laugh and cry. It's just brilliant. Well, to add in a happy note, first of all, that sounds really good. I'm definitely going to read that during our break. Um, but to put it on a happier note that the, uh, the idea that she makes up someone and is going to pretend to be them reminds me of an episode of the Garfunkel and Oates show which I'm pretty sure is just called Garfunkel Notes, but I'm not sure, but I think it's on Netflix. Um, And so they decide that they're going to quote unquote Little Mermaid some guys. And the Little Mermaid is that when you date someone and you just never talk and you let them talk. And (laughs) they both get into relationships with guys never talking. Mm. Um, It's really funny. They obviously both end in chaos. I think one of them ends because she realizes that the guy she was dating thought that she had uh, like an autistic disorder and so he he was like being nice to her because his his sister or something also had that and then, <laughs> and then the other one blows up because the first time he ever hears her speak is when they find their handjob song on youtube <laughs> <laughs> it's really great it just reminded me of that of them like trying to be somebody <laughs> yeah no, exactly yeah <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, we don't know exactly when season two is going to happen yet, but it, it's not going to be too far away. And we've mentioned this a little bit, I guess, but uh, the next season's going to be about, drum roll, <laughs> the future of dating. So we're going to be Woo! looking at lessons people have learned during lockdown lessons people have learned as nomadic daters and how that's going to impact dating for both nomads and non-nomads in a post-pandemic world. Yeah, I'm so excited. We've already got some awesome guests locked in for you and we are both ready to learn even more about finding love on the road or in a basement and of course you can expect lots of new puns for our segments and episode names that we guarantee will not disappoint have a wild dating story send us an email to datingabroadnomads at gmail.com or if you want to set one of us up on a virtual date or slide into our dms we'd be up for that we will definitely also include clips of it for our patrons (laughs) that's right you can also become a patron of the podcast at patreon.com forward slash dating abroad where our tiers are named just as wittily as our segments benefits start from just one dollar a month and range from bonus content to racy to air to monthly soirees and a coaching call with one of us about digital nomad life we now have five amazing patrons lucy abigail kiwi hannah and josie And here is the same limerick we said last week. There once was a girl from Toronto who became our patron pronto. She was joined by a nomad who is definitely not a bromad. And we'll all be a family like the Sopranos. Then came a girl called Kiwi who listens to our podcast in Germany. She was joined by a Brit with an eco-cleaning kit and a Swede who's a big fan of Bali. 
the rest will have to wait for next season. And if you become our patron during our break, we will be adding you to the limerick. Our music is by rockstar lee trung you can visit her website rockstar and sound artist i should say i think that's what she prefers to go by <laughs> um, you can visit her her website at leetrong.bandcamp.com i believe she's also on instagram at lee trung i do love our music and our awesome logo is by samina who is on instagram at samina scribbles we're also on Instagram at dating underscore a underscore abroad. And you can find us on Facebook at dating abroad nomads. That's where we'll be posting updates and where you can keep in touch with us during our season break. Thank you so much for listening to the first season. We've had so much fun making it. And we'll see you on episode one of season two. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>